Welcome to Correct Opinions on Wrestling for September 6th, reviewing All Out from September 5th. I'm George. I'm Melissa. And uh, let's get right to it. We'll start with the buy-in. Well, I wanted to say before that, that this year they did a red carpet, and I think that's really fun. I liked it. People came out, dressed up nice, they did promos. I mean, it's pretty much a commercial for the actual show, but... I thought it was really cute. I liked it. It made it seem like a big time event. So, red carpet, all about it. Let's keep doing that. Yeah, they, um, you know, they're trying to kind of differentiate all out from their other pay-per-views because I mean it's basically their WrestleMania. So they did a good job with that. Yeah. Anyway, buy-in. First, we have the buy-in. We have Serpentico. He's got Luther out there, and they have a group now called chaos something the chaos project i think i did not write it down because <laughs> i don't like it i want serpentigo to do his own thing without luther so hopefully that doesn't last long so we have serpentigo versus joey janella he's got sonny out there love joey and sonny um it's a match it is a match joey wins and at the end he sends a message to Jericho and Hager that he hopes they're watching. So, we'll see what develops from that. And then the other match on the buy-in was Alex Reynolds and John Silver from the Dark Order versus Private Party. And I think Reynolds and Silver looked so good. They looked tough. Their double team was great. But they get hit by the gin and juice and Cassidy pins John Silver. Now, now, let me ask you this then. Like, the buy-in is there to try to get people excited to purchase the pay-per-view. Yes. If you hadn't already been sold on buying the pay-per-view, would these matches have done it for you? Damn. You're going to go hard like that? I, I mean, a little bit. Because these, honestly, to me, these felt like glorified dark matches. I mean, they were, but I don't know. I thought the Dark Order looked really good. I did a good job. It is what it is. It is what it is. It's on YouTube. Doesn't matter. Anyway, then we'll get to the actual show. So, All Out. Got the crowd. Crowd's looking good. They're all distanced. They're all wearing their masks. Looks great. Good job. Saw a lot of women in the crowd. Yeah, you like that. You don't really see that, do you? I don't know. I don't really know what the the numbers are, but... Seemed like there are a lot of women in the crowd, which I like. And uh, first up, we have Swole and Britt Baker and their tooth and nail match, which I thought was supposed to be on the buy-in. They changed it the day of or the day before something. Did I... they really or did I hear it wrong? No, they did. They did oh, change okay. it. I don't know why. I imagine people were like, why is this not on the main card? Well, I mean, they've been building this feud for I don't know how long. A couple months? So, like, for it to conclude on a buy-in just seems... Sad. A little bit sad. So, good job on them. Good moving of the match. And, uh, so Swole shows up where Britt Baker works She's at a... the dentist office. Wait. Britt Baker's a dentist? Oh, my God. You didn't know? No. no nobody... She's a fucking genius dentist. No, nobody nobody ever told me that. <laughs> She's a fucking dentist. So Swole shows up at the goddamn dentist office. It's wacky. 
There's like a room. Well, she goes in and like Reba's pretending to be the front desk woman. Right. And uh yeah, so she beats on her. There's a room with blood. There's a cabinet with chattering teeth. It kind of feels like a horror movie. She's trying to find her. And then she hits Swole with her diploma off the wall. I mean, it is wacky. At first I was like, why are they starting the show like this? But then I ended up thinking it was pretty good. I mean, for a good part of it, it was a handicap match because Reba was in there. Now, I just want to say, Reba, I usually don't mind Reba. Reba was kind of annoying through this match. <laughs> yeah. Reba, Rebel, whoever it was, yeah. Just, just screaming at, at the at the most obvious stuff at the top of her lungs. Yeah. But then she gets thrown in the trash, literally, in a, in a literal dumpster after a nice... Uh... Yeah, they're out back, and right. they're fighting on the Rolls Royce the golf, golf cart. cart. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she gets put in the dumpster. Then they make their way back into the dentist office. Britt Baker at one point has a fucking drill. Not yes. a dentist drill, either. Like, a fucking drill. And that creeped me out because it was near Swole's face. And I just think her eye, her goddamn eye. Don't like it. Once they made it back inside, from that point forward, the match really worked for me. Yeah, I think so too. Those hits that Swole and Britt exchanged in the hallway were really nice. I know they were worked, but they did a good job of making them look stiff. Yeah, it looked like a fight. It, It looked good. And then we get into, like you said, with the drill in the chair. And everything from that part forward was just fantastic. Like, yeah, that was I, just, I think it was fun. It was fun. It was masterful. We go from the drill in the chair, the drill actually going into the chair. Yeah, Mrs. Swole's face, thankfully, goes into the chair. Then Britt pulls out a syringe, which is supposed to have some kind of numbing agent in it. It ends up in her own leg. Swole gets her to put it in her own leg, which I was like, this is great. Is this a death match? I'm loving it. I was grossed out when when I saw that it wasn't actually like a worked syringe and it was hanging <laughs> in her leg on its own. I mean, I, I don't like the dentist or needles to begin with. So seeing that just kind of made me go. Mm. I thought it was, I think it's funny. Like if you've gone to any kind of medical training and you've given people shots, you become desensitized to that. Right. So to me, that's hilarious. I would put, it probably had saline in it. I'd put a saline needle in my leg. I'd not bother by that, but it's a nice visual. It is. And then, oh, and then, um, swole hands Reba another diploma and then does a dirty dancing and punches through it. Hits, right. And that was great. Right through. Hits Reba in the face. And uh, then we get to conclusion, which is hilarious and great. Swole wins by nitrous. <laughs> Never thought I'd say that in a uh, wrestling match. She but, puts uh, a mask on Britt. She's unconscious. Passes out for the passes win. Passes out. Swole wins. That's hilarious. That's great. Honestly, that was the be- that whole sequence at the end. That was the best possible finish. I'm thinking it was flawless. Yeah, I liked uh, that. It was a good length. And at first I was like, this is too damn wacky. But you know what? It was fun. It was fun. It was fun. I liked it. One question I had, and I'm sure this is something you could easily Google, but I'm going to ask it. <laughs> was this actually done at her dentist office? Or is this like a set? Oh, I don't know. If it was her <laughs> dentist office, I imagine she's the only one who works there. Because I couldn't imagine. Well, her dentist office is in Pittsburgh. Did they go to Pittsburgh to film this? 
That's a good point. <laughs> Moving Probably on. Probably not. I don't know. Doesn't matter. It was a good match. My question is, is this done? Is Swole Britt Baker done? I would like to see it continue in some form. Here's why I would not like to see it continue. Because apparently women only get one storyline. <laughs> Wow. And if this is the one storyline women get, I feel like it's time for us to move on. But if possibly women could have two storylines a week, let's pretend for a second women could have two, maybe we could keep it going. Well, maybe women could have another storyline as long as one of the storylines uh, involves little Brand Brand. No. Oh, my God. That would no. Be a, that would be a good I'm way to get another. I'm not going there with it. All right. That was great. So next... We have Jurassic Express versus Young Bucks. We got Marco Stunt out there. Young Bucks come out. On Wednesday, they were they were so mad, they couldn't even pose. They, they couldn't pose. They couldn't do the double buy. But today they did. They're feeling a little bit better, I think. There was a lot of great spots in this. There was Jungle Boy. He did a Hurricane Rana on Nick onto the stairs. Which, by the way, have carpet on them. Are we going to mention that? Yeah, you know, it, you. I don't think you were happy about me pointing that out. Because <laughs> I could not see it after you said it. They use, for whatever stupid reason, all that money. They own the arena, so they can do whatever changes they want. But for whatever reason, builder's grade carpeting, like you would see in a cheap-ass house, on those steps leading to the ring. Why? I don't know. There should be like matting. Yes, something like a gym mat or something. If you're hell, if you're gonna use carpet, can't you use like black carpet? <laughs> why? Why are you using that? Oh man, yeah. I wish you hadn't pointed it out. There are a lot of yeah, a lot of good spots. Um. Uh, there's funny spots too. Like at one point, Jungle Boy's trying to go for a tag in, but nobody's in his corner. So Nick stands there, mocking him, saying "Tag me in" in his corner. Marco pulls his leg, knocks him down. So I got from this that the Young Bucks are mean, mean boys now. They are mean boys. They're mean boys. They're just a couple of mean Christian boys. <laughs> there's a lot of high flying in this. There's Power bombs on aprons. There's destroyers. At one point, I can't remember who it was. Somebody jumped into the good guy side of the crowd. The whole entire crowd. I mean, that was probably Luchasaurus. Yeah, it might have been him. Luchasaurus did an amazing destroyer. Yeah. Where he did like a like a little flip. Like he is so like he has such agility for being like a thousand pounds and that tall. Yeah, it was a really great match. Matt pins Jungle Boy after a BTE trigger. And I think in this match, I said, God damn, 20 times. Not just a BTE trigger, a super kick, then a double super kick from both of them, and then a BTE trigger. It took all of that to put down Jungle Boy, making Jungle Boy look like a star. I thought this was the best Jurassic Express match I've seen. I feel like they all went in there with an attitude because they knew this match didn't mean a damn thing. It meant nothing. So they were like, we got to show up the actual tag champ match. And I think they did. This match was awesome. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Yeah. Great. This and um, 
it, it between this and honestly the eight man those were two matches where you know had i been in the arena i would have had those marked as piss break matches this was not a piss break match. This no, was fantastic. It was, it was amazing. So after that amazing match, we have the Casino Battle Royale. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we got Taz on commentary. And uh, we got a big old clusterfuck match. They come out in groups of five. And they fight for... Three minutes. Three minutes. And then the next group comes out. I wrote down the whole order of how they come out, but that's not that really, that's not really the point. It doesn't matter. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It's a battle royale, you know. And then let's just get to the end. Well, oh no! Shockmaster Part let's Two. Not jump to the end. Oh, uh, so the person who pulls the Joker gets to come out at twenty-one. They get to come out last. Make a big impression. <laughs> and that happened. Matt Seidel comes out. First of all. His debut. Who the hell is Matt Seidel? Like, I, I, I don't... I don't yeah, even dude, recognize... You don't gotta be mean about it. Yes, I do. <laughs> no, you don't. He's, the, he's your big surprise? Damn, dude. Mean. Mean boy. You're fucking mean. So he comes out. He goes to do a shooting star press. Which I don't know why you would do that in a battle royale anyway. I don't know. Uh, I saw it described on the internet as being choke slammed by God. <laughs> he goes to do a shooting star press. I don't even understand what happened. He slips. He falls on his head. It's the most embarrassing, terrible thing that could possibly happen to a wrestler. And I feel like we should all forget it happened. I am so sad about this. Oof. It is so embarrassing. I died inside for him. Let's all forget it happened. Let him move on with his life. I, I, I'm, I can't do that because it was so amazingly bad. And I, I don't know. I don't know if they... Like, didn't this something like that happen to Christopher Daniels and they made like an angle out of it? <laughs> Oh yeah, they did. So maybe they I mean, should yeah, just he own had it. a he had a bad one. Like they should just own it. Um, I don't think they should own it. I think they should just pretend it never happened. Really, it's the humidity. Like everything I've seen says that it's probably due to the humidity in that place. Because... The ropes were sweaty. Well, let's just yeah, it's not his fault. Shit happens. Let's all memory hold it. It never happened. Matt Slidell came out. Made a big impression. Oh, yes. Other ways. Let's pretend. Oh, boy. And then, like, what made it weird, too, is after that, like, fireworks started going off. Yeah. Outside the stadium. So I was like, what the fuck is happening? It just was weird. Darby gets thrown into a post and hits his head real hard. And yeah. I was like, that's scary. I didn't like that. First he possible concussion of the night. Oh, we don't... He didn't get a concussion. Well... Probably not. Don't just we throw don't. that. Don't just throw that around. Darby ends up getting put into a body bag filled with thumbtacks. Nice. And I believe it was Cage suplexed him out of the ring. Yes. Now, now you know what I liked about that. I like that. To me, at least. I mean, I've never taken a bump, but that looked like one of those things where it looks nasty, but no one's probably dying from that. Well, let's hope not. 
Yep. I mean, he's in a body bag. He doesn't know where he's going or how he's landing. So what do you know? Like I said, I know nothing. I've never... <laughs> <laughs> so, let's skip to the end. That's the important part. We got Lance and Eddie Kingston, who were my two picks to win. Right. They're left, and Eddie... Jake the Snake has, like, a bag with a snake in it, apparently. I don't think there's a snake in it, which is good, because it's animal abuse. Uh, but he's threatening Eddie Kingston with this bag. And uh, Lance ends up getting the win. Good for Lance. Good job. He's got a title shot coming up. With who? We'll find out at the end. Who won the match? Yeah. (laughs) We'll find out at the end of the night. I was really pulling for Eddie. Me too. There's just something about him. He's just so tough. the, the, The mic work. I mean, whether or not it ends up being Mox or MJF. Uh... Because people um, don't know by now. Right, yeah. If you're <laughs> listening to this, you clearly haven't, you know, heard. <laughs> but just the promo ability, I mean, Archer has Jake the Snake, so, I mean, that'll help out, but... I don't think Archer's bad on the mic. I mean, he's no Jake the Snake, but he's not bad. But Eddie Kingston would have been a gift. Eddie Kingston's great. All right. So, then we have the fucking... Oof. Trauma of the night. We have the broken rules match. First, we got Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. We start out near the field. Matt is looking for Sammy. And uh, Sammy comes in on the golf cart chasing Matt. A nice callback to the earlier matches. That's fun. Love that. Sammy wrecks it. He gets out. (sighs) They start fighting. Don't love this next bit so much. Yeah. So they get on a scissor lift. Okay, let me paint a picture. <laughs> paint me a, a, a paint me a story. They're on a scissor lift. They take it up. I don't know how tall those get. It looks pretty it tall. It looks really high. Underneath them are some merch tables. So, Sammy, I believe he spears him. Spears met off oh. the scissor lift. Oh, he spears him. Completely misses the merch table. Entirely. Was there a crash pad there as well? I believe there was a crash pad underneath the table because the fucking millisecond it happened, I'm pretty sure I yelled, he missed the crash pad. Yes. That's why I think I brought that up. And, uh, yeah, Matt hits concrete after what looks like a 10 foot fall oh my god ref immediately throws up the x i mean this just made me ill i actually almost cried at one point this is too much this is not cute it's not funny i don't like it unnecessary uh yeah so she throws up the X. Um, you know, you, you kind of wonder, okay, well, not really. Because, I mean, it, it was obvious he hit his head on that concrete. So, unless they And somehow, he was obviously unconscious. Yeah, almost. Not dro- moving. Clawing at Sammy, pulling down his pants almost at one point. 
Yeah, he can't even stand up. Matt can't stand up. Yeah, you don't... After you, being unconscious for I don't even know how long. You don't pull a man's trunks down if, you know, you're you're with it. Yeah, I don't know. So, they stop the match. They, they Sammy heads down towards the ring because they're in the backstage area. They go into the side. Matt comes back out after... A minute or so. I don't even know how long. Supposedly have it. I think I think it was four. I think they said like three or four minutes. I don't know how long it was. He comes out. They're like climbing. I don't even know what you would call that. The scaffolding. The scaffolding. And uh. Well, I mean, I I could barely even look at the screen because I was so scared Matt was gonna fall. He could barely stand. A few minutes ago, now he's climbing scaffolding. And, and I mean, he's climbing, but really, Sammy is helping him up. Yeah, and then Sammy gets pushed off the scaffolding and goes through a massive crash pad. Yeah, and then he doesn't get up after a ten count, so Matt wins. I don't know what the fuck happened here. I mean, that clearly <sighs> was supposed to be the finish. Probably had you know that traumatic thing not happened. They probably both would have gone in, and then Matt Hardy probably would have just made the 10. But good for Matt Hardy not going down, taking another bump after everything that happened. Honestly, they should have just called the match and just had Sammy be pissed about it, and they could have done this match again at a later date. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. Uh, like, I just don't understand... If I had any control there and I saw that, I'd be like, this is immediately done. This is fucking done. We'll do it again maybe some other time without these insane spots that are unnecessary. And I just don't understand quite how this happened. Like, professional wrestlers need that spatial awareness and that ring awareness. Like, they knew how far out the table was. I just don't understand how they missed this table like that. I don't know what happened. I, it was dangerous and unnecessary. No more of that because it made me fucking sick and uh, traumatized me. It was gross. It was gross. Um, I don't know. You you don't. It's one of those things that it's surreal when you see it because I mean they're always beating each other up. They're always, you know, getting possibly injured in one way or another. And and this is just like okay, a man could have died. Yeah, it was bad. So next we have Thunder Rosa versus Sheeta, which I was excited about, but was fucking traumatized, so it was hard for me to get into it as much as I wanted to. I uh, still think this was a really great match. It was. It was fantastic. They should sign Thunder Rosa yesterday. Please. I don't, I don't know what the behind-the-scenes deal is, like whether or not she could be signed. I don't know what's going on with the NWA. It was great. I love the pacing of it. It felt like a big deal. And that was something I was talking about. Like, I think some wrestlers have this ability to make a match feel like a big deal with their pacing. Thunder Rosa makes a match feel like a big fight. She's like the Lady Okada. Thunder Rosa does an amazing job. But fucking Sheeta wins. Of course. I mean, I'm just, like, from the beginning, I just have not been into Sheeta. I don't think she ever should have won the belt from Nyla, personally. 
But she's got it. She won. I don't know what the behind the scenes... I mean, I figured Thunder Rosa was going to lose because her belt wasn't on the line. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what the behind the scenes are, but let's make that happen because AEW needs her for the women's division, who, like yesterday. Who does Sheeta even drop to at this point? Like, who does she fight next? I don't know. Because I would say Penelope, but uh. the very next thing, we see Kip Sabian and Penelope backstage. They're talking about how they're going to get married on Dynamite. So, we got Penelope caught up in some fucking goofy Kip Sabian shit instead of being after the belt. Um, what is even the point of Kip Sabian? Damn. I mean, I just don't, I just don't enjoy when he's on my TV. It, it's like, okay, you're, damn, why? Damn, dude. Well, we'll see where this is going with this marriage thing because they have... On Dynamite, the next Dynamite, they're announcing the best man. And Who is the best man? I mean, I have my theory based on it being a wedding thing. And based on the fact that after that they mentioned Twitch. I have my guess. But, I don't know. We'll see what the people think. See what the people think. See what the people think. So, on Wednesday, they'll announce the best man. How about that Twitch plug? And then, yeah, Kip Sabian plugs his Twitch. And at the bottom it says it's approved by All Elite Wrestling that he has that Twitch. <sighs> Fuck you, WWE. And then I feel like this is, let's, let's just take a little rabbit hole side trip to talk about this WWE thing. Why? Real would... quick, real quick. I think this may be one of the dumbest things WWE has ever done. And uh, we'll see what actually happens, but my thinking is, if you have a company where the people who make you money are considered independent contractors and not employees, against the very fucking definition of employees, why would you do something that might get this called into question in court? They've gotten away with these practices for so long that they they feel untouchable is the problem and all it's going to take is one court case going in uh i mean you've got mainstream politicians tweeting about this you've got andrew yang get his ass andrew yang you know i i mean saying you have andrew yang saying on twitter you better hope your boy trump wins re-election yeah because i'm going to investigate this that's not good it's just unbelievable to me that, like, you have these people who are so obviously employees. You don't want to give them the benefits of employees. And then you're going to say, you guys can't do this outside shit because I own you in your name. I own your legal name. That's mind-blowing to me. And also, it's mind-blowing to me why you'd want to stop this practice because these people are giving you free advertising in their spare time. Right. They're interacting with fans. So basically, they just don't like that they can't script what's being said on Twitch. And they can't get their cut from Cameo. So they're pissed. Yeah, Vince really needs a cut of that. What, like Big E charges like 125 bucks. Ooh, that's a deal. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Vince really <laughs> needs, <laughs> Vince really needs a, a, a cut of that, you know. So basically, just a side note to say this may be... 
Well, it might not be. We'll see how it works out because shit gets swept under the rug all the time. But this could potentially be one of their dumbest mistakes. Ooh, baby. Any Like, like, reasonably, I guess they could demand, okay, you have to use your legal name. You can't use your ring name to do this third-party stuff, whatever. I don't think they should even go that far. But to, to make a claim that you own their legal name while they work for you, I don't care what that contract says. I don't know how that stays enforced. They're independent contractors. So exactly. This could easily be taken to court. And then if you got courts looking at whether the hell they're employees or not, you've done made a big mistake. You're in trouble. You've been you've been getting away with murder, so why would you fucking point out the dead body? <laughs> I don't understand. That that's exactly what's going on. I mean, they they've Moron. gotten they've gotten away with so much for so long. <laughs> to to make this the 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 hill that you die on, yeah. as a billion dollar publicly traded company. It, it's just arrogance, and uh, I, I hope, I, I I hope it comes back to bite them in the ass, but we'll see. They get away with shit all the time, so we'll see if it actually happens. So the eight-man. Ah, the eight-man. The clusterfuck match, as yeah. I like to call it. We have Mr. Brody Lee, Colt Cabana, Stu, and Uno from the Dark Order versus Dustin Rhodes the Legend and Cody's Ding Dongs. And I, I'm just going to point this out. I love Dustin Rhodes. I think he deserves a run as, you know, honestly, you could give him the world belt, but at least TNT champion. Um, but the way he's been booked in this company, he's been booked as one of Cody's ding dongs, like <laughs> like the chief Cody ding dong, but Cody's ding dong nonetheless. So his ding dongs currently consist of Scorpio, Sky, Matt Cardona, it fucking QT Marshall. Talk about nepotism. I'm sorry. <laughs> nothing nothing personally against QT Marshall. But there are plenty of kind of technically sound people who don't make it on TV in a, in a prominent position, really. Extremely prominent. It's like, okay, we're going to book you in a prominent position with the... You know, one of our supposed top baby faces and, oh, hey, you're going to have some arm candy when you come out, too, because why not? That doesn't happen. I mean, I don't want to attack QT every time we talk about him, but I just feel like people would be like, oh, but he's like a technically sound wrestler. And I just want to be like, yeah, I'm sure there are a lot of fucking technically sound wrestlers out there. It's the Dominic Mysterio thing over again. Oh. Do we want to go down there at Bohol? Yeah, why not? I mean, it, it, it's you've got a job because of who you know or who. I, I mean, that's what it is. And I understand... I'll just say this real quick about fucking Dominic Mysterio's thing. Like, I haven't seen him wrestle. I don't know. Maybe he's good. The whole point is, his dad fucking has in his contract that his son gets a pushed. And I just want to be like, look what people said about Charlotte Flair. Look at the shit Charlotte Flair got. And she went through NXT. Dominic Mysterio didn't even go through NXT. Right. He's, his dad's just like... And I mean, I love Rey Mysterio. But for him to be like, you know... I'll sign with your company if my son gets a push. Like, Charlotte Flair would be eaten alive for some shit like that. She would be. That's all I'm gonna say on that. Anyway, sick of the nepotism... So we got this clusterfuck match. 
As, as soon as the match starts, we got Brody Lee and Dustin in the ring, and they're fighting. And my very first thought is, why can't it just be this? Why wasn't that just the match? Just give me Brody Lee versus Dustin. So and you, you know, know what? I wasn't excited for that. I, I told you this after Dynamite last week. I wasn't excited for that match. I thought that the the concept of well, not Dustin, because I thought it was going to be Matt Cardona. I thought Matt Cardona was going to get a TNT title match against Brody at, you know, All Out. But thankfully, that didn't happen. Oh, so we're skipping to the end. Let's just get to the end here. Dustin pins Colt, gets the win. Yay for Dustin. Colt gets yelled at, looks like a sad boy. Yeah. And uh, Dustin's going to get a match versus Mr. Brody Lee on Wednesday for the belt. And I was so excited because Dustin was backstage talking about it, and he was so excited, I actually wanted to cry a little bit. I don't know what it is. There's something about Dustin Rhodes. That just makes you want to cry. Yes! I don't know. I just love him, and I just think he's great. And, yeah, he gets a shot, and he could potentially get his brother's belt. Which... I guess the TNT belt is just Cody's belt. I mean, it has been. It's been the cosplay belt, but this would be nice if it just set up... Dustin Cody too. This time Cody's the full asshole that he actually is. The jealous younger brother. Um, I I would love to see that. Yeah. I'm excited. I am so excited for this match. Brody Lee, fucking cool. Dustin, cool as hell. Can't wait for this match. It's going to be great. So, after that, or do you have more to say on that? I was just going to say, get the rest of the ding-dongs off my TV. Get Brandy out of there with her fucking action figure that she brings out like a little mini me all the time like yeah you got you got an action figure bud you were the first you were first woman on this roster to get an action figure because you're married to the evp good job good for you <laughs> i mean yeah like she's still like they've announced what two or three waves now and she's still the only female on that oh, roster are you serious yeah she's the only female on I that roster that. still with an action figure coming out where's my goddamn Nyla Rose and Riho. Nyla, Riho, Penelope, somebody. Yeah. Abaddon. Abaddon would make a fantastic oh, action figure. Oh, damn, maybe Abaddon. We haven't talked about her yet. We'll, we we'll get to her sometime. But, we will. Uh, big Abaddon fan. But we got to stick to All Out. Tag title match. Tag title match. We got FTR. We got Tolly out there. And then we got Kenny. We got Hangman. They come out looking like hot shit. They know. I feel like they knew. They knew. Okay. This has been great. From this moment forward, we're going to be single stars. And they looked like it. They looked intense. It was. They were intense. Hangman had his fringe. He had his bandana. He had his pants that looked like chaps, which were a nice middle ground between the cowboy aesthetic, which I love for him, and just being something straight out of gay porn. Oh. Actual chaps. You're going to go there? I mean, I'm going to say it. So, I mean, they did a good job here. And then, yeah, Kenny came out. He was looking tough. Hangman looked very serious. I mean, it was a good match. Um, Hagman ends up... There was some doubt. There was some doubt there, and the announcer said a good job. JR said, you know, can you really trust a man with fringe on his pants? And I was like, JR, canceled. Gonna get his ass canceled. (laughs) Gonna have to go to that apology podium. And, um, at one point, Hagman actually wins. He did, he won. But the ref was distracted. 
He's got... I don't remember who it was, because I, I can't remember the FTR guys. Yeah, the... I don't know which one's Cash. I don't know which one's Dax. They're just the chicken nuggets that, that follow the rules. <laughs> Except through the whole match, they never followed the rules. Nobody followed the rules in the match, but whatever. FTR, they're your new champs. New tag team champs. I can't even remember how it happened. Kenny gets pissy after the match. Oh, yeah. Kenny is pissed. Oh, it's because, uh... Yeah, he's mad at Hangman. I don't know why, though, because Kenny hits Hangman. Yeah, And Kenny... knocks Hangman out. Hangman has been pretty reliable throughout their entire reign. I mean... I can't remember why Kenny's so mad at Hangman. Like, like the, the first time Kenny makes a mistake and costs them the belts, really... Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to dump on Hangman. I mean, this Which is... I think is funny because on Dynamite, Hangman cost the Young Bucks their match. And then when Kenny was asked about it, he's like, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> but now he's like, he goes to the back. He tells the Young Bucks, we're done with Hangman. Let's get out of here. Make a clean break. Hangman gets in his SUV not Hangman. Kenny. Kenny gets in his SUV, drives away. The Young Bucks don't go with him. But yeah, Kenny's all pissed. Kenny's a bad guy. It's coming, baby. I mean, if this is, honestly, if this is, this is really moving into, we're in like season two, basically, of AEW. Um, That's what this is going to be. It's going to be the, the elite civil war, I think. Not to play Booker, but I mean, everything's pointing towards that. Don't book. No booking. And then, after this, we have... Are we ready to move on to the next bit? Yeah. That's all you wanted to say about yeah, that? I'm, I'm fine. I just want to It was a match. Penny. Honestly, the Young Bucks match was better. It was a better match. But I like what this match set up. I was more invested in this match. Oh, yeah. But that just shows how good the Jurassic Express Young Bucks match was. Because it's hard for me to get into a match if there's no story or purpose to the match. Right. I was into it. So that means that was that was a chef's That's kiss, kiss. <laughs> chef's kiss match. Is that our? That... <laughs> are we starting like a rating system, and that's our highest possible ranking? Like the, for me, a five star match is a chef's kiss. Like the like the six star bout. That's a chef's kiss plus one. Nice, nice, nice. And then <laughs> after that, we have. Mimosa Mayhem. Yeah. But before that, they're talking to Jericho, and Jericho's talking about how he made Orange a star, which is so confusing to me. Like, as soon as Orange Cassidy showed up, the crowd fucking loved him. He was immediately a star. But I love how, like, backstage people didn't have faith in him. Like, Jericho didn't have faith in him. JR didn't have faith in him. JR. And it's so confusing to me as to why they thought he shouldn't be popular because I was thinking about it and like all the cool guys in history have this like I don't give a shit attitude there's no comedy in wrestling Orange Cassidy is the king of the I don't give a shit attitude so why would he not resonate with people I don't know so I'm confused as to why anyone was ever confused about Orange Cassidy he's the perfect Gen Z babyface know if it's that because like i think about like in the old days like you know james dean like rebel without a cause just like a dude hanging out 
no real purpose. That, like, that has been an archetype for, like, the cool guy since forever. I don't think this even has anything to do with our generation. Orange like, Orange Cassidy is like if they took Doug from the state and made him a wrestler. No, he's not like that. <laughs> he's not like that. Doug's not cool. <laughs> well. Who cooler? Who cooler than Doug? Maybe a little. Maybe a little cool. So Jericho's taking credit for him being a star, even though people were dressing up as orange and cheering for him the second he showed up. But whatever. Especially the babies. Oh, the babies in their little Orange Cassidy outfits are so cute. So then we have the Mimosa Mayhem match. I'll, I'll, I never trust a child in denim. What the hell does that mean? Don't worry about it. What do children wear besides denim? The, 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 when, when, they're, when they're draped in denim. What the hell? It's just, just you a... don't trust children draped in denim. That is I, the weirdest sentence. I I've wouldn't ever trust heard. you draped in denim. <laughs> Why are they draped in it? Because they are. You're weird. You're weird. So we got the Mimosa Mayhem match. And I feel like we disagreed on this match. The the I, I We agreed on one point. The vets were classier than uh, we were expecting. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like kiddie pools. Yeah. But they actually, it was like well constructed. It was like attached to the ring. Maybe this is an unpopular opinion. I did not give a fuck about this match. I feel like I'm done with the Jericho Orange feud. Um, I think they are too. Yeah, I I just really didn't care. Uh, so Jericho ends up in the vet, obviously. Floating like the turd well, he is. I don't think it was obvious that he was gonna win, but I think it was obvious that he was gonna end up in the vet for sure. Um. And I'm glad, because I think if Jericho would have won, that would have been total bullshit. Not to be a booker, but I feel like they need to create new stars. This is WWE's problem. They keep having the same fucking three people win everything. Yeah, WWE, he would have gotten his win back through 50-50 booking. So, good job here. Yeah. So, I, I think it's great that Orange won. But here's what I was sad about. Why... I wanted Jericho to end up in the mimosa and be, like, thrashing and screaming like the petulant child he is. But he just kind of floated <laughs> like a dead body. So he gave some kind of an interview. I think it was on his little stream that he does, his Saturday night stream. Um, he said the reason he didn't do that was because he, he wanted to just kind of play it as, like, being defeated and deflated and just like, ugh. Like oh, I wanted him to thrash. That would have made for better television. I don't know if he thought he'd be infringing on uh, Proud and Powerful's gimmick there. Because um, they, they did it so well, maybe he couldn't... Oh, what, Ortiz? Ortiz, yeah. He couldn't yeah. really follow up Ortiz slipping around in the orange juice. But whatever reason, he just kind of laid there. The one thing I was confused about is this is a no-DQ match. But there was no best friends and no inner circle interference. Which, I mean, everybody had matches earlier in the night, but I just thought that was strange. I thought it was strange that that didn't happen. Maybe they thought for, you know, I, I mean, you've got a match with, you know, a vat of bubbly and orange juice. Maybe they said that, that would have been overbooking. Maybe. Still doesn't make sense to me. I usually don't believe in overbooking. 
Like, who I don't, likes overbooking? No, I'm saying I don't think there's really such a oh, thing. Oh, you don't think? Oh, I definitely do. I don't like too much fucking around in a match. Um. Well, we didn't get it in this one. So. <laughs> yes, Thank God it's over. Um. So then we get to the main event of the night. Whew. MJF with Wardlow in his corner versus Moxley. Damn fun match. What a match. Damn fun match. I can't remember the last time that I was this invested in a wrestling match. And I legitimately didn't know who was going to come out on top here. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was really scared. How about that wild fan uh, making a beeline for Moxley during his entrance? Yeah, I don't know what the hell they were thinking. JR uh, doing a good job playing damage control, saying he wants to touch his hero. <laughs> Which I don't want to empathize with that idiot. Yeah, don't 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 <laughs> do that. Don't don't touch your heroes, friends. No, your heroes don't want to be touched. They don't want to be talked to. Don't meet them. Don't touch them. <laughs> None of that. Yeah, I don't know what people think they're going to get out of this. It's like, oh, I'm going to run up and slap Moxley and then... Get murdered. No, he'll be my friend and we'll hang out and drink beers afterwards. Yeah. That That never happened, ever. And and it's really shitty because, I mean, this was like a 10% capacity crowd. Uh, You know, tickets very hard to get for this major event. Imagine going through all that, getting that, someone, you know, taking the spot of someone who probably would really like to be there. And you do this bullshit. Yeah. I don't know, so. That happened. A pox on him and his house. So, this whole fight was built on this idea that, like, MJF is the solid wrestler. And Moxley's just, like, a trash brawler. He is from Ohio. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I'm from Ohio. I, was, I, well, they don't know that, so I'll just right, put that out there. Right, so, right. yeah, we live in Ohio. Saying. That's the joke. Yeah, um, the best trash comes from Ohio. Stipulation is uh, Mox will automatically lose the title if he uses the paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad they clarified that because I don't think they they I don't think they ever clarified that outright. It, they said yes, no. it was banned. But they never outright said in the build that he was going to lose the title if he used that move. Yeah. So, we have the match, and Moxley keeps trying to get MJF to come out. MJF stays in the ring. Crowd wants him to get out of the ring. And uh, he's not going for it. He's mocking the crowd. But uh, eventually he does get him out there. And uh, (laughs) MJF hits the post. And uh, Moxley gets back in the ring. And, uh... When MJF gets back in the ring. Crimson fucking mask. And I feel like even Moxley was surprised by this. Like, he had this look on his face when he saw MJF where I feel like he was just like, well, we were supposed to get color, but god damn, you really went for it, bud. (laughs) I feel like he enjoyed it. His face is like a waterfall of blood. It was shocking. Um, So then there's some biting action going on. Mox bites MJF. MJF bites Mox's finger. At one point, he puts MJF in, like, a hold. Like a a headlock. Yeah, like a sleeper. And it's, like, forcing the blood out of his head. Fantastic visual. <laughs> it was great. So, uh... Some spitting. Oh, yeah. Spitting blood. <laughs> I mean, it's a great, nasty, entertaining match. And, uh... At one point... 
We got Wardlow. Oh, Wardlow. Distracting the ref. And while the ref is distracted, he throws the ring. The titular... Wait, is it a titular ring? Titular. What's a ring called? I can't a, remember what that ring's called. That, a, one, that one he won. A diamond something. That big old ring. Big old ring. He throws that, and uh, MJF misses the catch. Because he can't see it because of the crimson mask. Yes. And... Moxley looks up, sees the ref is distracted, sees that MJF was about to cheat with the ring. MJF gets the biggest oh shit look on his face, which sold this whole feud. What a payoff. And uh, Moxley says, fuck it. Gives him the old paradigm shift. Beautiful. Beautiful. I never saw this coming. This was genius. He gets the win. One, two, three. And, uh... Gives a little shrug, like, oh, me? Oh, my God, his face after the match, where he's like, oh, what are you gonna do? What did I do? So cute. So good. I fucking love him. He can do no wrong, as far as I'm concerned. And I just think this is such a success, because in this fucking day and age, where everyone knows everything, everyone's a booker... I was genuinely surprised by what happened. Me too. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you think, how can they how can they protect both guys? And, you know, this honestly protects MJF a little bit because Mox did use the paradigm shift, but he's a fucking cheater, so oh well. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. Um, great main So event. glad Moxley won. I'm not ready for him to not be the champ yet. No. I'm not ready. He needs to be the champ. So, that's the end of the show. That's the end of the that show. That was the whole boy. Uh, main uh, problems throughout the production, right? Um, but the main event—if if you watch that main event and you don't walk away happy, uh, to borrow a phrase, you have no soul. <laughs> uh, that was probably one of the best wrestling matches I've ever seen in my life. In your life? In my life. And and Damn. maybe not just based on ring work, but just the spectacle, the build, the personalities involved. Um I'm gonna call it I think I think Mox MJF could be the the rock Austin of of our time if, if they choose to keep going with it over the years. It's it was such a good show. I would give it a chef's kiss, but I'm still kinda mad. Mad about the uh, Matt Hardy thing? I'm still traumatized. So this show does not get a chef's kiss. It gets a chef's kiss minus. Yeah. But, uh, really, mostly good show. Loved it. Good job, AEW. Great job, John Moxley and MJF. Yay. Clap, clap, clap. Um, our, our podcast is now uh, going on to all the major services. It's already up on Spotify, so you can subscribe on Spotify. Uh, we'll we'll keep you informed as it gets on the other services. Shouldn't be too long now, but uh, we're the best podcast to go to if you want to hear people who don't know what they're talking about ramble. Exactly. That's who we cater to. Uh, so subscribe, like, rate us, get us in the algorithm, baby. The algorithm decides all. <laughs> all right, let's end this. 
<laughs> All right. See you. Uh, see you after Dynamite next week with uh, correct opinions on wrestling. If you disagree, you're wrong. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>